Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is not narrow sectarianism, but the body of Christ. Through his messages in these life studies, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll-free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program. Isaiah 11 contains a well-known description of the kingdom of God where the wolf dwells with the lamb and the leopard with the kid. Even the nursing babe is safe in the cobra's den. Makes a great Bible story for our children, doesn't it? But when will there be reality to this story? It will come when the Christ of reality is fully administering the affairs of his righteous kingdom on the earth. Stay with us for today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee. These two were faithful co-workers who bore the testimony of Christ throughout the heathen land of China in the first half of this century. Watchman Nee was imprisoned and ultimately martyred, but God sovereignly allowed Witness Lee to continue this ministry, first in Taiwan and eventually around the world, settling in the United States in the 1960s. We're going to enjoy a portion of his ministry from 1991 today, and here with us to help examine Isaiah chapter 11 is Dick Taylor. Dick, welcome once again to the broadcast. Really good to be back here, Chris, and there's just nothing like the view of Christ that we have in the book of Isaiah. There really isn't. Uh, If you take Isaiah out of the Bible, we would miss a lot. It's a book of prophecy and poetry, Dick, particularly, as you've said, prophecies concerning Christ, and as such, it's probably unparalleled in the Bible. Today, we're coming to chapter 11, another prophetic portrait of Christ. What is the setting here, Dick, in chapter 11? Chapter 11 undoubtedly unveils Christ again. What kind of Christ? The all-inclusive Christ. But all of this is accomplished through and with the all-inclusive Christ. And in this chapter, we see this precious Christ, this wonderful Jesus, in a fourfold way. We see him as the twig from the stem of Jesse. And we also see him as the branch from the roots of Jesse. So he's the twig, number one. He's the branch, number two. We also see Christ as the banner to the people and the standard to the nations. So number one, he's the twig. Number two, he's the branch. Number three, he's the banner. And number four, he's the standard. So actually, we do see the Lord's coming to bring in the restoration of all things. We see the revival of Israel, and we see the submission of the seeking Gentiles. But what we really see is the all-inclusive Christ in this precious fourfold way. Well, Dick, it's a a major chapter. Actually, we're going to have the next two programs devoted to chapter 11. There's so much here. Let's get right to it. 
But before we do, I do want to point out that we're going to hear Witness Lee talking about some of these items that, uh, Dick, you've referred to in your introduction, the twig, the stem, the branch, and he will throw in another term related, the stump. And I like to mention that because as we've gone through and previewed his uh, speaking, given the accent, these words are a little hard to discern when he is speaking them. So I'd like just to give those listening a heads up. What we're really going to hear are stem, stump, branch, and twig. Now, let's join Witness Lee. We have come to chapter 11. In this chapter, it covers the Lord's coming in the last days to bring in the restoration of all the things and also to bring in the uh, restoration of Israel, including their return and the Gentiles' submission. The first thing this chapter reveals to us is the uh, step, S-T-E-M, of a big tree. Do you know what is done? The tree has been hewn to the uh, very root, which is just level with the uh, ground. Here, David's name is not mentioned, but his father's name, Jesse, is mentioned. This means anything of David is gone. What is left there just the old source, the father, Jesse. And Jesse was there this time with the roots. So in this chapter, firstly, you see the stem of Jesse. Secondly, you see the roots of Jesse. The stem is here in the Bible with the ground and under the stem, the roots. This is the stem of Jesse, and these are the roots of Jesse. All are Jesse. That means the termination of the royal family of David. The big tree was hewn down. But the stem was there. The stem with the root still there. It's quite meaningful. Until what time? The royal family was cut down leaving the stem and the root there for how many years? About six centuries, from B.C. 606 to the time Christ was born. When that little child was born, prophesied in Isaiah 7, 14, a child will be conceived, virgin, and he will be born. That little child was a trick. All of a sudden, from the stem of old Jesse, a trick came out. There was the revival of David's depraved royal family. David's royal family was depraved to the bottom, nothing left. But one day in the incarnation, a child was born to David's family. Mary was a descendant of David, and Joseph was also a descendant of David. Both of that couple 
were descendants of David. Now, out of them, the twig was born. That means what? You know, David's human royal family was revived at the birth of that twig. Dick, as we mentioned, chapter 11 is one that uses these types related to a plant or a tree, uh, particularly the twig, the stem, and the branch. The tree that is spoken of in this chapter is really the house of David, once mighty and substantial, but eventually reduced to just a stem. What's the significance of this stem bringing forth a twig? Well, you can see through the years, this royal house of David was just chopped to the ground, to a stump, to a stem. But out of this stem, this stem of Jesse, comes a twig, and this twig is Jesus. And if you follow the progression in this chapter, you realize this Jesus is not only a life-giving twig, but he grows to be a branch, eventually to become a banner, and even to become a standard. And he brings in the consummation of all things. As we mentioned earlier, the Lord's coming is involved with this twig and as a result of this twig. In fact, Jesus being incarnated to be the twig out of this cut-down royal house is the beginning of his coming, and this coming will consummate with his ultimate outward coming for the restoration of all things, the revival of Israel, and the submission of all the seeking Gentiles. So this house was cut down, and all you have is a stem. It looks like a broken-off branch. But out of this broken-off branch, here comes a twig. And many would just think, uh, what's this? And this is the way many people looked at Christ in his incarnation. Who's this? A little twig born in a manger? But this little twig eventually becomes a banner to the people and a standard to all the nations, consummating the entire universe and heading up all things in himself for the fulfillment of God's wonderful economy. This twig is a very, very precious term. I would say in a basic way, this is probably the significance of this stem bringing forth a twig. That is, Christ in his incarnation came out of the chopped down, hewn down, royal house of David, and the only mention of any name is just Jesse. But hallelujah for this wonderful twig coming out of the stem of Jesse. Of course, Jesse was David's father. That's right. But looking at the twig, you can't really see all that's there, can you? There's no. so much that's behind the scenes that's going to be manifest, but just by looking at the twig, you really don't get it. No, you don't get it. And this was Christ as they looked at him, as you said, in the incarnation. Yeah. What, what is this? He doesn't look like much. Right. But this twig is the one who consummates God's economy and fulfills all of God's desire and our desire. Marvelous picture. Let's go back to Witness Lee, Dick. Today, the revival of David's family is still going on. You think Christ has two comings, but God doesn't think that way. God only sent his son once for all. And this sending started from where? From Bethlehem. When Jesus was born, that was the beginning of God sending his son to the earth. The sending was not finished. The sending will be completed in Matthew 24. 
when the Son of Man will appear. I say lightning. Let me say this. The Lord came at his birth, and then he went to the cross to die. The foolish disciples thought he was going. Then he told them, no, this is not my going. This is my coming. He was coming. At the Pentecost, he was coming. Today, he's still on the way. He's coming. Have you ever thought about the whole world situation is the indication of the steps of Christ's coming. He was a little tweak in the manger at Bethlehem. There, he was a little tweak. But in Matthew 24, 27, my, he was a great standard. I hope that you all could see this. When he was 12, was still a trick. Then when he became the branches in full, when he was resurrected, he was the branch in full. And this branch at the beginning was a shoot in Isaiah 4. But that is the shoot of Jehovah. This is the branch of Jesse. Isaiah 4 indicates his divinity. Isaiah 11 here indicates his humanity. Eventually, he is just one branch, divine and human. Dick, we are seeing the development of the twig ultimately becoming the branch in this portion. But I'm interested in something that we heard in the middle of his speaking. Let me go back to that. Uh, He said that Christ, the twig in a very real sense, doesn't have two comings, but that his crucifixion was not the end of his first coming, but rather just a step in his one coming. It sounds confusing. Uh, Help us explain this concept. It's really good to see this, Chris, isn't it? Because, yes, in his incarnation, this twig coming out of the stem of Jesse was the Lord's coming. And this coming continues and continues and continues until the fulfillment of God's eternal economy. So you could say his coming that is, the coming of the twig will not consummate until what we call his second coming. At that point will be the conclusion and consummation of his total coming. He's the sent one, and his coming as the twig is his being sent. And his entire process, that is, becoming a God-man, living a God-man living, going through crucifixion, entering into resurrection, ascension, being poured out as the wonderful spirit. This is all his coming. Every step was his coming. To even become that twig out of the stem of Jesse, that was his stepping into humanity. By 12 years old, this twig was a little bigger. He was still coming. By 33 and a half years, he was more mature. He was still coming. The disciples, they thought he was going away for good. He said, no, 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 my going is my coming. Even going into death was still his coming. Mm. Why? Because his desire as the twig, the life-giving twig, was eventually in resurrection to continue his coming, change his form so that he could further come into all of his believers to make them his increase. So now he's inside of us. He's still coming. He's still stepping. He came into our spirit. But it's so wonderful, even as we're listening to this broadcast and we're musing on our wonderful Christ, 
He's stepping from our spirit into more rooms in our heart. This is still his coming. On one hand, he's coming inwardly. On the other hand, he's coming outwardly. Actually, you cannot separate these two comings. This is just one coming. So the coming of Christ as the twig continues, continues, and continues till he is a branch that is fruitful, that covers the entire earth, and even Christ becomes the center of the entire earth. He's the banner to the people, and he's the standard to the nations. Christ is the center of the entire universe. That's this coming one. Now, his coming will be consummated when eventually he comes back. Everybody will know who he is. That twig will be ultimately manifested as the banner and the standard. Everybody will be clear. Jesus is Lord. Dick, it seems all believers are very much caught up with this outward coming, and it's, we believe, that's coming. That is going to happen. But really, we need to ask ourselves, I don't know when he's coming. Has he come within yet? That's really the test, isn't it? That's true. Has he come within yet? Eventually, he will come like lightning. But initially, he came as a little twig, like a little babe in a manger in Bethlehem. And also, then he came into us when we believe into him. Now, his desire is to spread in us. So we need to check, not only on his outward coming, but we need to check, is he coming more into the rooms of my heart? Dick, let's go back to Witness Lee. Now, this time and the branch. A twig from the stem of Jesse. A twig from the stem indicates the restoring power of love in freshness. Look at this team, very old. But there's a twig, so green, so tender, so fresh. Now, a branch from the roots of Jesse. The roots of Jesse indicate the hidden, deepening power of life. A branch from the roots indicates the growing power for fruitfulness. A twig is for the beginning of the branch. Then a branch is for fruitfulness, when it is in full. Okay, then following this, the carrying out of God's administration. The administration of God is only of two things, righteousness and justice. This Jesus, when he was 12, he knew how to delight in the fear of Jehovah. Then, not judging by what his eyes see, nor deciding by what his ear hear, but by judging the poor in righteousness and deciding with equity for the afflicted. Equity equals justice. Today, every good government must be full of righteousness and full of justice. Otherwise, that government is not bright, but dark. You have the tree with the branch, and you have the spirit, and you have God's righteous and just administration, then the enjoyment is the restoration of life. And the restoration of life is this, wolf dwelling with the lamb. You know, the wolves always come to steal lamb, to kill the lamb to pray, P-R-E-Y, the lamb, for their food. But now, the wolves dwelling with the lamb, 
and the leopard laying down with the small children. What is this? This is the restoration of life. The calf, the young animal, being together, and the young boy leading them about. The nursing child playing by the cobra's hole. Most poisonous snake. They are not hurting nor are destroying in all Jehovah's holy mountain. For the earth being full of the knowledge of Jehovah, as waters covering the sea. From where this knowledge, God-fearing knowledge, comes from the Spirit through the administration. Now is the restoration of life. This will be in the next age. But don't forget, Hebrew 6 tells us we are in this age tasting the foretaste of the next age. What will happen there, according to Isaiah 11, should be today among us. Among us, there will be no wolf, no leopard, no lamb, no uh, bear. Think about it. Among us today, who is a lamb? Who is a wolf? Who is a leper? You have to say hallelujah. In the church life, it's just the foretaste of the coming age. Amen. So even here, wolves has their nature changed. Don't you think in the past, you were just the viper, copras, but still copras, still vipers, but nature changed. This is the zone of the restoration of life. To the spirit, by the twig, and the branch. Dick, in the last half of chapter 11, we get a wonderful picture. All these creatures, what we would call natural enemies, the leopard and the kid, the wolves and the sheep, even the babe and the cobra and the viper. Of course, we know that this is a description of the coming age of restoration. But we have to pick up Hebrews 6, verse 5, that says, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. Dick, what does this verse indicate in the context of Isaiah chapter 11? Well, we certainly have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. I like our brother says this. He says the church life may be considered as a quote-unquote zoo of the restoration of life where all have their nature changed through the Spirit and by Christ as the twig and the branch. What does this mean? This means that during the restoration, the millennial kingdom, yes, there will be the lying down in peace of all these animals who at one point fought and could never get along, and even the child could play uh, with a snake, which we know by the natural life could never happen. But because of this wonderful life-giving twig who's become so transforming within us, and one who changes our nature. We, in a sense, could be likened to those animals. It's like when we came into the church life and into the enjoyment of Christ, perhaps, Chris, you were like a wolf. Maybe I was like a bear. And the wolf and the bear don't get along. But look at us today, because we've been enjoying Christ as the life-giving twig. And even during these broadcasts, we've just been enjoying the flowing of this wonderful life-giving Christ. What's the result? 
Wow, the bear and the wolf lie down together in oneness. We have absolute oneness because he changes our nature. Isn't this precious? Mm. And I think of many of the people I've been with. My dear co-worker, Brother Howard Agashi, I don't know, maybe he was like a wild lion when he lost his temper before he got saved. And I don't know what I was like, a wild wolf or a wild bear or something. When we first met each other, you could see the two raw natures. But after enjoying Christ for 30 years together, we laid down in such harmony. There was such oneness in the divine oneness, which is Christ himself. This is the issue of enjoying Christ as this precious twig, who is the life-giving one who transforms us and changes our nature, making us one in himself. So, in a sense, you could say uh, the church life is like a zoo, (laughs) where so many who were formerly one way in their old nature have been changed because of the life-imparting and the transforming work of Christ as the twig and the branch. We can say what will happen in the next age as recorded in Isaiah 11 should be among us today as a foretaste. There should be no more wolves, leopards, bears, lions, or vipers. We're just all one in Christ, the wonderful life-giving twig. Don't you like the uh, use of the word tasted here? I do like the word tasted. I'm tasting even right now. Are you tasting? Yeah, me too. I hope everyone who's listening is tasting. I tell you, if you don't learn to enjoy Christ, then you never taste. All these life study broadcasts of Isaiah are to bring us not just to Christ in a doctrinal way, but may we all really exercise our spirit and taste him. And we'll just say it again. The best way to taste him is say, Lord Jesus, I love love you. you. By the way, you said you weren't sure, bear, wolf. Stick with bear. Okay. (laughs) That was my nickname in high school. Yeah, I can imagine. Bear works for all of our listeners who have only heard you and not seen you. I'm sure they have a mental picture. It definitely is the bear. Dick, come and join us again very soon, won't you? I look forward to that. All of these Life Study messages are included in volume number three, and I say all the last five or six or so, and the remaining 15 or so that we have left in the Life Study of Isaiah are included in volume number three. The Life Study of Isaiah, publication by Living Stream Ministry. It's really the detailed published version of the messages that we talk about and hear uh, on the Life Study of the Bible program each day. If you'll call our toll-free number, we'll get those right off to you. And that number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 543-3788. Our mailing address, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. And I will repeat the telephone number. Again, it is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wild, and thank you for listening. Are you enjoying this program online or on a smartphone right now? Did you know there's much more from Living Stream Ministry that you can carry with you? Go to lsm.org slash ePublications to discover all that we have available for your tablet, e-reader, or smartphone. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can read this ministry on any PC, Mac, Android, Palm, Blackberry, Sony, or Linux device. Everything from the recovery version of the Bible 
to the complete Life Study messages and a vast array of other titles by Witness Lee and Watchman Nee are now just a touch away. The Word of God is rich and weighty, but now you can take it with you wherever you go. Again, the website, lsm.org slash ePublications. Thanks for listening today.